Hello and welcome to episode 23 of the Pen Addict Podcast, your weekly show where we discuss pens, paper and the analogue tools that we love so dearly. It is hosted, as always, by the king of all pendom, Mr. Brad Dowdy. Hello sir, how are you? I'm great, Mike. How are you today? I'm very well and I am Mike Hurley of the 70 Decibels Podcast Network and we are sponsored this week by Squarespace 6, which we're going to talk about, and MailChimp as well. Couple of gr- another couple of great sponsors this week, and we're going to talk about them during today's show. So, Brad, you've got a n- neither of us for the last few weeks have spoken about new equipment, and finally, you have got something new. Yeah, I, I do have something new, and uh, we've been talking. We were talking about it offline, and yes. we wanted to take it online, but we've both been kind of going through a little bit of withdrawal. You know, we haven't mm-hmm. been. Uh, we went on a stretch there where we were left and right. You know, two or three. You know, real big you know, new items a week. And, you know, both of us kind of, you know, there, there's a limit to that. And, um, you know, I finally got something new and interesting that I want to talk about. And this pen has been on my wish list for, since it's been introduced maybe a year ago, I don't know exactly when, but it's the Kawiko AL Sport Ballpoint pen. What, what um, body did you get? Gray, black, silver? I went silver nice. because I have the fountain pen in black and gray. So I wanted to see what the silver looked like. And I also remember a few weeks ago when um, we shared that photo, my friend uh, uh, Patrick from Scription had that um, chromed out Coeco AL Sport. Yeah, yeah. You remember that a few weeks ago? And I was like, well, I wonder how close this silver is. I mean, it's more of a matte silver, so it's not really chromed out like his. So. Any more information on that? No, no, nothing, nothing. Maybe so I'll, I'll have to hunt that down because that's going to be pretty awesome. Mm. But anyway, I, I went with the silver because I already have the black and gray fountain pen models. And, you know, I love those fountain pens, right? I mean, that's, you know, besides my vanishing point, that's probably my second most used fountain pen easily, um, the AL Sport fountain pen. So I knew I always held off on the ballpoint because ballpointing is not my favorite, right? You know, I just don't um, – I just don't normally write in, and if I do, it's going to be with a Jetstream um, or a Pilot Acroball, one of the hybrid ballpoints that glide a little better, have a little bit darker line, things like that. Yeah. So, but it finally hit me, and what finally made me order this, uh, the AL Sport ballpoint is this. Since it's a mini size pen, it takes a refill size called that's commonly referred to as a D1 refill. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the dimension of it, the size of it. Um, and it hit me, well, there's gel D1 refills. There's different ballpoint color D1 refills. There's lots of things I could do with the refill of this pen. So what I did was, um, even, even on jet pens, if you look at the, which is where I were, got this from, even if you look at the writing samples, jet pens, writing samples of the Kawako AL Sport ballpoint, you can tell that the ballpoint ink cartridge is just average it looks I mean, cropped to, like it's not good yeah you can so that that's that turned me off and then i don't know what made me think of it i was like you know what i bet this thing takes d1 and the zebra charbo x multi-pin has gel ink refills that are d1 size so i was like well hell that'll be just an awesome you know swap out for this pin and so i bought the i bought the al sport ballpoint and i bought um, a couple of additional uh, Charbo X gel refills. And you can see 
you know, if you look on JetPins, they have a customers who always who also bought who bought this item also bought. Well, it's like filled up with like zebra zebra refills because oh this really re- <laughs> yeah because <laughs> the Kawiko <laughs> refill is not very good. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's cool. Um, the pen itself, it's about a quarter inch short from what I would for what would be a perfect fit in my hand. It fits in my hand the way I grip it. Um, it comes up over the cusp of my hand, you know, so it's got balance. You know, it's not digging into my palm or something like that. It's long enough. I wish it was like a quarter inch longer. It you know, looks, maybe I'm spoiled. It looks about the size as like the uncapped fountain pen to me. Very much so. And that's, that's, that's too that's, small. That's going to fall. That's going to get lost in my palm. Right. Right. And with me, it doesn't. Um, you know, I don't have large hands. I've got very average size hands. I'd say, you know, just a standard medium size hand. Dainty and hands, dowdy, they yeah, call him. That's right. That's right. And um, <laughs> you got me off track now because <laughs> my brain's working on, on things I'm not allowed to say. But anyway, um, yeah, it's about a quarter inch. If it was a quarter inch longer, I think it would balance better and fit better in my hand. Um, and you know, the, the fountain pens got me spoiled, right? Because it, when you post the cap, you have that extra length that gives you a better, better writing fit in the hand, if you will. Um, so it's good in that aspect as far as, you know, lengthwise, dimension wise, but I think it could be just a fraction longer. Um, but what I do like is is the fact that I'm able to use a 0.4 millimeter black gel ink. Thank you, R2. I know. I had that thing on uh, <laughs> on vibrate earlier today. I don't know how it came off. Um, the black 0.4 millimeter gel ink D1 refill. So that's that's pretty cool. I'm real happy with that. That works well in this pen. You know, the the, the swapping it out is obviously really simple. It just just unscrews from the knock and pop the new cartridge in, and it works great. So I, I've been real happy with this. But you know what really burned me? Is I waited so long to buy this pen. I just waited and waited and waited. I always wanted this pen. And then I bought it maybe two weeks ago at the most. And sitting at work last night and I see the JetPen's new product feed has populated. And I start looking through it as I always do. And guess what's in there? A brand new Kawiko AL Sport Touch ballpoint pen with capacitive stylus. And I bet you... That might have solved my uh, might have solved the length problem. The, the length problem. It looks yeah. like it might be a fraction longer. I haven't seen if they have dimensions on here yet, but um, that's a pretty slick looking pen. And if if I had my druthers, I would have. I probably would have bought. If I had a choice, I would have bought the one with the stylus, of course. Just quickly, um, how, how what did you say you wanted? What did, how what you wanted a quarter of an inch, right? Yeah, it's point four inches larger. Yeah, see that I think it's and practically it's, it's, just what you wanted. <laughs> yeah, and it's got a and it has a built-in clip, right? Yeah. You don't have to buy the additional external clip, it's which cute. I think on the Kawikos looks very good. I have a problem with them sliding up and down the barrel. Yeah, I can't make clip, them tight enough. That clip is attractive. So I'm wondering if this is a if this is a twist top. Does it say? Yep, twist mechanism at the top. So it's not a knock. It twists. It has a clip. It's got that extra dimensions I want. So, and it, it takes the D1 refill. So 
Oh, they even they even put it in the description. It says <laughs> uh, JetPen recommends substituting the included refill with a higher quality D1 size refill from Japan, such as that for the Charbo X. <laughs> I love that they even put that in there. Yeah, they put that. in Yeah, the description. I mean, and it's that just having the stylus on there is just cool. But more that more than anything for you, it's the the uh, the, the edit size. Yeah, it'd be perfect. So I nice. was I was two weeks early. I got I got a little anxious. So it's a nice one plan. of these one of these days I'll I'll upgrade to the to the stylus but uh, to stylus model but not right away. But I'll, I'll get some use out of this pen. It's a good it's a good pocket pen, good carry pen. I love the aluminum barrel. Um, it does since it's a knock. Um, you know, a, a lot of pens with the moving parts on the inside they they rattle a little bit. Yeah, like if I tap it, you can maybe can hear, hear it a little it. bit. I can hear that. Right. So when you write, there's a little bit of feedback as far as rattling. It's not um, – once I start writing, I don't notice it. But if I'm being real quiet and just doing a couple letters, I'm like, I, I can hear it a little bit. So this this twist mechanism will probably solve that too. So basically what I'm saying is this uh, – the AL Sport Touch looks like about a, <laughs> 10 times better than the regular ballpoint. It's going to – it's probably going to cannibalize these other ones. And I think what you're also saying is you're just going to buy one of them. I will. And the black one looks pretty cool. It's gone on my list. It's on my list. Yeah, it's gone on my list too. So, good pen, not great pen. Um, I love the I love the refill. Um, I love the the aluminum. It, it's it's pretty lightweight, but it's not it's not overly lightweight. Um, you know, just a little bit short could be a little bit better. And guess what? Looks like there's a better option out there now. So, got a little too anxious on that one. Yeah, don't don't wait, man. Less less I, haste, more purchasing. I know, I know. I'm probably I'm probably on purchasing hold for a few weeks. Just I, we've we've talked about it, and people probably see it on Twitter. I'm moving. I'm I'm moving houses, so I don't want to have anything in shipment limbo. So mm. I'll probably wait a few weeks before I order anything new. But we'll see. I could always get in an order today, and I'll be here before I'm gone. Right? Yep. That's how an addict thinks. Well, yeah. If you just rush. <laughs> So I'm going to talk about our first sponsor now. Yeah. That's MailChimp. New new sponsor to the network. MailChimp provides you with easy email newsletters. They make it simple, easy for anyone to set up um, newsletters or campaigns, all that sort of stuff by email. So let's say, for example, we're going to use Brad as an example here. Brad wants to set up the Pen Addict newsletter, and every week he send he wants it. In the, I'm going to make you do this, by the way. Uh, he, he will send out his pen recommendations to anybody that signs up for the newsletter. So he scours the the, the web and he finds things like the AL Sport Touch, and every week you will receive in your inbox from Brad the Pen Addict Times. Right now, the way that Brad will do, do this is on his website, on his Squarespace website, which we'll talk about shortly. He will have a button um, which just says "Subscribe to the newsletter." Type in your email address, press subscribe. It'll, then Brad has asked uh, Mailchimp to then take you to another page where he will ask for your name um, and your Twitter address because that's what he wants for his um, sign-up process. You can ask for whatever information you like. So, if for example you're using Mailchimp to integrate into a shopping cart, which they have, well, you can ask for all sorts of address information, things like that. So Mailchimp can also be used for, for other email services like that as well. So you would set all that up, and then what Brad has done uh, behind the scenes is he has created a uh, newsletter template. 
using one of the hundreds of professionally designed templates that MailChimp have. He's created this template. So he's, um, every email that you receive is going to look stunning. He's checked it in MailChimp's Inbox Inspector, which is a tool that they have that will allow Brad to see how his email will be displayed in many different email clients to make sure that even in the most obscure ones, it's going to look great. Then you subscribe and, he, and you will start to receive the weekly, e the weekly email newsletter that Brad is going to be sending out, which he can write from the web, he can do it on his Mac, or he can use one of the iOS apps, iPad or um, iPhone, to send out the campaign every week. So he can send out his new newsletter with all these links and everything. Then once Brad has sent them out, he can also look at statistics as well, because that's what MailChimp do. So he can see how many people have opened his newsletter, how many people have clicked the links in his newsletter, how many people have just deleted it. Well, they can tell you all of that. MailChimp is excellent, and I hope that I've given everybody a good summary of some of the features that they have. But do you know what probably the best feature of MailChimp is, Brad? What is that, Mike? It's free. Ah, oh, that would have been my guess. Awesome. If you send less than 12,000 emails a month or have less than 2,000 subscribers to your list, it's free. And if you are lucky enough to be popular enough, which I'm sure you would, you probably have like 75,000 subscribers in the first half an hour, <laughs> then they have really fair pricing schemes so you can find something that matches you really incredible service i love mailchimp um great customer support great sort of uh copywriting as mr broom would put it real good good sense of humor and they provide you with an excellent service so go to mailchimp.com to check it out don't need to give you a promo code because it's free so go try it out mailchimp.com i want to thank them for sponsoring so you're going to rant now yeah, and it's you know it's not going to be my usual uh, rant happy. at the at the office supply stores for okay. not hearing anything new. And it's actually it's it's somewhat of a rant um, and and a question because I I don't have the answers and I'm kind of I'm looking for some help here because this is a ever since I started the pen addict you know and once I kind of got a, a good reader base you know I obviously get lots of emails and lots of lots of questions and. One that pops up a few times a year, usually around the spring or early summer, is, hey, I want to buy a pen for a graduation gift or some type of gift. I want to buy a gift type pen. You know, it's someone who, you know, may not know a lot about pens and they want to buy a pen for someone else who may not know a lot about pens, but they think buying a pen for them is a good idea, um, which I, I obviously think it is. But here's my problem, you know. People don't want to buy a $3 high-tech C, right? Um, that's a really great pen. They say, you know, my budget's $100. I can't recommend a pen. I, I, I go through this every time, and they yeah. say, you know, I recommend me a pen for a friend. He's graduating from law school or whatever. You know, I have $100 to spend. What should I buy him? My dilemma is... I guess it's it's. I it's understand a couple, what you're trying to say. Fold, I think but, I, can I can I try and interpret what you're trying to say because I want to make sure I'm following the right lines here. Yeah, mm -hmm. I understand that when people want to buy gifts, pen gifts, they want to get something nice, right? right? Right. I've had some nice pen gifts because people know what I like. Right. But the problem is, at that sort of level of money, you're getting into very precise instruments. Mm -hmm. 
that then those instruments have to fit that person. Now, if somebody is not a pen addict, you'll be fine. Right. But if you ask a pen addict or you want to buy for another, that's where you come into problems. Because you ask someone like me or you, tell me a $150 pen. I can't mm-hmm. do it because I have to know how that person writes. Right. I have to know what they already enjoy. Right. It's really difficult. And, and unless like... I've had um, really, I've had nice stuff bought for me in the past, and that's because these people know the type of thing that I like. They know like I like a good weight in a in an expensive mm-hmm. pen, and you know, the, then they like the t- kind of tools that I that I like. But if you have to ask, then that's the problem, right? And I, I and from my perspective, I think it's a little bit deeper than that, and I probably shouldn't look at it this way. But my feeling is that in that price range is if you and we're not counting fountain pens in this. Uh, I want to be clear that. You know, if someone wants to buy a fountain pen in that price range, that's actually a lot easier. Yes, piece of cake. Just go to Mont Blanc or something, you know? Yeah. (laughs) But the problem is with, you know, I want to buy a gift pen is that in that price range, you're paying for the barrel. You're not paying for the writing experience. Yeah. Excellent. I have a really good point. Yeah. I have a real issue with that, right? So it's hard for me to recommend you to buy a $100 pen. That's going to have a 0.7 millimeter liquid ink refill that's going to bleed all over the page. Yeah, when possibly the best refill costs a couple of dollars. Exactly. That's my dilemma. It's a real. It's a, so this is the thing, right? So I think when it comes to that, you've got to say to someone, right, I will suggest this barrel to you, but mm-hmm. understand that I'm also going to say you need to refill it with this 20 cent refill. Right. Because that is better than anything you're going to get in that barrel right right i think so that's the way that you that i would broach that just say look you just got to trust me on this like look at the um we've just spoken about it, the al sport that's a 60 dollar pen right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you're buying a, how much was the the zebra refill uh three three dollars maybe and you, they're, they're actually kind of expensive yeah they're like 330 but even that though three dollars Right. Is is what's actually making that pen a good experience? Absolutely, that total it totally changes the pen, and I don't think people understand that who aren't you know crazy like us, right? They see you know a Mont Blanc, and you know I, I'm just using them as an example. They actually have a pretty decent refill compared to a lot, yeah. but they see a Mont Blanc and say, "Oh, that's a good pen." It's it's not a good pen. It's a good barrel. You're yep. buying you know for the the design and the gold plating and the name and the marketing, right? You're not paying for a great writing experience. But that, you know, that does, I, I, I will say they have decent refill options compared right. to a lot of pens. But you know, I think I think you understand my point. As you mentioned, though, it, it, that's all change at fountain pen level, and typically the more money you spend, the better nib you're going to get. Right. Like it does actually change. Like look at look at us. You know, the best fountain pens we own cost us upwards of a hundred and something bucks. Right in the vanishing point, right, and that nib. I tell you what, I dropped it the other day. Didn't did it? Didn't do it. It was fine. Oh, good. Absolutely fine. And I was like, this thing is a tank. Like yep. I dropped it with the uh, the nib out. <laughs> I know, man. Like I keep doing it to all my expensive pens. Yeah. And so if someone emailed me and said, "Hey, pick me out a, a I, I need a graduation gift. I want a fountain pen for a hundred dollars." You know, and I'm no fountain pen expert. I could probably give you 20 options. If you ask me that same question, just says saying I want a pen, which I generally mean to take, you know, a, a you know a roller ball or a ballpoint pen, because that's your only options in that price range. You can't buy the almost none of those manufacturers in that price range are putting gel ink refills in their pen, which I, is beyond me. I, I don't understand if that's just 
old thinking or if, if that denigrates their beautiful pen somehow. I, yeah. But it's such a better writing experience. You know, some, I think I, the, the last request I got a few weeks ago, which is what made me think of this topic, I think I gave them two responses. And one of the responses wasn't even a specific pen. I told them to go you know, look at the Lamy site because they have some nice rollerballs. Right. The thing, the thing is I have a, a Lamy AL Sport rollerball and I hate it. Because the refill is horrible. Wait, what, Lamy? You said AL Sport. AL Sport. I'm sorry. <laughs> AL Star. Sorry. They're, they're the, the all-star Lamy. They're really close in name to the Coico, and that's still the pin in my hand. Sorry about that. So the AL Star, which is only like a $35 pin, but that refill is, I think, the same refill as in you know some of the higher-end Lamy rollerballs, and it's it's not a good refill. I have a hard time recommending that, so... Yeah, I just I, have a real problem why people want to use rollables. Like it doesn't make sense to me, man. It really right. doesn't. And you know, that's that's kind of the, the crux of the problem. You know, why aren't these manufacturers using a nicer quality gel ink refill? Like most Moleskin started to use you know, they there isn't a liquid ink option for their you know, higher end pen. They have like like the most expensive pen they sell is like fifty dollars. And there, there's not a liquid ink option. They've they've just gone straight to the gel, and I think that's a good decision. I, I'd like to see more higher end pin manufacturers at least have an option. It's it's usually you can buy one pin barrel and you can have a roller ball or a ballpoint cartridge, and neither one of them. I, I'd say you know in general, there's obviously specific cases, but in general, neither one is going to give you a good writing experience in in my opinion, and therefore it's really really difficult for me to recommend pins in that category. So the um that, the retro refill, the Schneider refill that that mm-hmm. is that liquid ink. It is, but it's it's the way it's it, dispersed is is good though, isn't it? Exactly. I mean, that's what makes they, that so good because they've actually taken time to gen- to to create to craft a good nib. That's exactly right, and it's there. It's something about they, they've obviously put in the time in their refills, and that's why they're one of the best. That's why so many companies like Retro Fifty One use that refill because I, I think they've taken the time to really, um, you know, craft a refill that's going to give you a better writing experience. They're not just throwing liquid ink into a into a cartridge and throwing it into a pen, and you put the pen down on you know regular paper and it bleeds. You know, it's all of the creation. It, the the the, sh- the Schneider refill doesn't do that. Is it pressurized? Oh, excuse me, the Schmidt. Schmidt. Schmidt sorry, refill. sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, is it is it pressurized? No, no. But the the ones in the Fisher are, aren't they? Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's ink, man. So much I don't understand yeah. about ink still. Uh, oh, same here. I mean, that's why I have I have you know I haven't dug deep in refill options for the retro 51 you know uh, the readers have been awesome with all their suggestions and you know i have a I long list of things to try now for the retro 51 as no just idea. other other options but that one actually writes for a, a liquid ink refill the the retro 51 writes very well but you know and that would make an awesome gift pin but you know people have a have an idea in their head that 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 the money that they spend is more important than the the performance that they're going to get out of it. I, someone, I think someone would enjoy a $25 retro 51 more than a hundred dollar pin, you know, yep. that just random rollerball pin, you know, Parker or cross or, you know, one of those brands, you know, just because of the price point. Um, like if you investigate like this is, oh, I can't, I'm sorry, everyone, but I'm talking about it again. 
you know, if, if you investigate the retro line, there's so many models. You can find something that fits the personality of the person you're buying for. Right. Like, if you really look around online, you know, and that's what I love about the pen so much. It's just the amount, the amount of different ones you can get. Yeah. It's and, it, and it's not even that. It's that you, you can buy $3 pens that write better than these pens that people want to spend a lot of money for. Yeah. So I have a, I have a hard time. That I, I struggle with that. And I let them know. I mean, I generally let them know. I don't go on, a, <laughs> go on and on like I'm going today. But I'm like, look, here's, <laughs> let me here's, sit the, you cha- down. here's the challenge with what you're asking me. <laughs> you know, you're going to ask me to recommend a pen. And it's not going to be a pen that I would ever use because I know it's not going to write very well. But I would put it to the listeners, though. You know, if you uh, if you've ever if you have a good like general suggestion in that sort of range, love to hear it. Yeah, I, I really would. I mean, there, I know there's options out there, and you know, like we've talked about, everyone's going to be well buy this barrel and put this refill in it. I, I, I'd like to see something just almost off the shelf, if you will, or that you can order with a gel ink refill or something that writes better than than normal. Um, something that, that's, that's an option. Yeah. It's a it's a it's a difficult thing because I I think people get you know bogged down in the in the the price of the pen equals quality and what they're buying is a quality pen barrel and quality materials and quality manufacturing but they're not necessarily buying quality writing. Agreed. That was good. That was a good dowdy rant there. <laughs> <laughs> that's been actually I every time I get that email I get this I get this you know the, the kind of the steam pops off my head and I'm not saying don't send me those emails I'm saying I don't have a good answer and it frustrates me that manufacturers aren't making changes in their products to uh, accommodate some of the uh the the better writing technology that's available today. So I guess a good rule of thumb if people want that answer from you is expect a pen hack for that type of question and that type of price range, that's probably going to be your best bet. And, you know, I imagine nine times out of 10, they're not going to go for that for a gift. Right. Well, you just haven't got to tell people. Yeah. They'd have to go, they'd have to go into it themselves before they gave it to them. Yeah, exactly. Well, if, if you really love your pen addict, then do that. That's right. (laughs) Should we do our second sponsor? Let's do it. Squarespace six. Something. So this is pretty big news. This is massive. Squarespace have re- have, have uh, released the new version, version six. It's a complete redesign of everything you know about Squarespace. Um, the, the in my my opinion, my favorite thing is the new templates that they have. If you go to mikehurley.net, um, I'll put that in the show notes. You know, so you, in case you, so it's just in there for you. I've been using Squarespace 6 for a little while. I've been on the beta, and I love it. I just love it. The, the, my site is responsive, so you can go onto the iPhone, onto the iPad, and the site automatically scales down. Like if you if you open it up on your web browser now and resize it, you'll see all the content and stuff move around. Um, Squarespace automatically resizes the images that I upload as well. So I don't need to worry about any of that. I just upload whatever I need, and it'll make sure, and they make sure that it's scaled down um, for mobile, so it's not taking up too much data, not taking too long to load. They've 
looked at their uh, system called Layout Engine, and they've done a lot around building this up again. Now, Layout Engine is Squarespace's page builder. Um, it's what allows you to create custom layouts for each of your pages in seconds. You add blocks of content to the blank pages, such as photo galleries, video places. You can add text, social media content. They have native markdown support now. So you can just select, I want to write in Markdown, and you can just add a Markdown block um, if that's you know what you really want to do. But the layout engine is so awesome. You can just say, right, I want to chuck a form in here. So I created a contact page, started a blank page, said I want to put a bit of text in this side on the left, I want to put a form on the right, and I could swap them around, drag and drop. It works like a native operating system. It's incredible. They have social media integration now, Brad. So you can, um, every time you post, it will tweet automatically big feature that they wanted link yeah. lists they do now natively if you want to follow the daring fireball style of link lists squarespace have that as well do you know what's amazing about all of these incredible features not only do you get all this new stuff you get all of the stuff that they've had before like the 24 7 support the rock solid hosting all of this extra stuff new templates new design new system new posting system new back end price is the same Squarespace starts at $10 a month if you're going to buy the standard plan on a month-to-month basis and $20 a month if you're going to go for the unlimited plan on a month-to-month basis. If you sign up for one of their annual plans, you get 20% off. And if you sign up for two years, you get 25% off those um, the, the, the amounts that I mentioned before. So on a month-to-month basis, if you sign up for one year on the, on the unlimited plan, you get it for $16 instead of 20 And if you sign up for one of the annual plans, you'll get a free custom domain name too. But what's more, if you use the offer code 70 decibel 7 at 70-D-E-C-I-B-E-L-S-7, you'll get 10% off during checkout. If you try that Squarespace before, and for some reason you weren't sure about it, I can give you a two-week free trial again. So you can go try it out. If you've not tried it out and you're excited about what I've spoken about, go to squarespace.com forward slash 70 decibels, two-week free trial. That's on us. Enjoy it. Thank you to Squarespace. Brad, that's a, yes. Oh, sorry. Did you want to add something? To no, this? I was just going to say I just started looking at the Squarespace six last night, right? Because you know I'm obviously already a, a user of Squarespace, so they you know send me the email saying, "Hey, we have these other options." It's it's really really good looking. You should. I only had about thirty minutes to play around with it, but uh, yeah, I, you could uh, you could do some cool stuff with that. It, it looks really good. You can very easily move over, Mister Dowdy. I know they have I'll, an FAQ. I'll think about it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Mate, it's so, so good, yeah. so beautiful. And they, it, on that aspect, they since the Squarespace Five is which is what Pen Addict's on right now, and what was there before, and Squarespace Six is a, it's a completely separate, you know, backend everything. You actually have to um, export and export from Squarespace Five, import yeah. into Squarespace Six, and they, I mean, it's like two or three clicks of a button, and they yep. move everything over. And they and just it, they move over your billing and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, it's possible so, to do. I wish I could do it with the 70 decibel site, but I'm terrified to touch it. I know, I know. And I just <laughs> I just went I just went through all that with with my site too. So I'm not you know, I that took enough uh took enough elbow grease to get to get that all moved over. So I I need a break, I think, but uh I yeah. I'm looking at it. It's it's certainly tempting and if not, it. you know, if you're a current Squarespace 5 um, subscriber, I, I guess that's the right term, or you have a you're, you currently have a paid Squarespace five plan. They give you a free Squarespace six site anyway, so I could build another site on there right now um, because I already have a Squarespace five site. Awesome. You so, see, I uh, 
I want to move over, but I've I've hacked Squarespace five so much to get the site mm-hmm. the way it is. I'm I'm terrified to touch it. Yeah, yeah. Every time I have to put a new show in, I get I, I get flop sweat. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> right. So uh, we've got a, a listener email that was uh, sent in to us via the seventy decibels contact page at seventy decibels dot com forward slash contact. Would you like to summarize that for us, Brad? Because it's quite a long email. So I, no, I, I, I am not going to summarize you're it. You're not going to summarize or, it. I've read it two or three times, okay. and I, I want to read the whole thing. Okay, so, go for it. There, there's a lot going on. Um, this this email falls under uh, epic length, so bear with me. I'm gonna I'm gonna read through this. You know, I might I might jump a little bit, but there's this this is a good type of email because it's got a lot of background on what I use. You know, what this person uses, and a lot of you know ideas for what they're trying to do. So it it, it really helps. So let me read this whole thing. Go for it. And this is from this is from Kyle. Um, so Kyle says, "Hey Brad, Mike, I'm just getting back into pen and paper after trying to do everything digitally." I'm looking to get into the Circus system for my quick notes calendar task management system. Aside from that, I've been looking about for a better capture system than the small moleskin Kaye. I use a Pilot G2.5 as my go-to pen. I use the Secure Pigma Micron 01 as my daily pen, as well as Secure Pigma Micron 005 for in-Bible notes during Bible college. I like my lines tiny, but the Micron's wore down eventually. Not a deal breaker, but inconvenient. I also love fountain pens and have a Schaefer Prelude. I used to use a calligraphy pen like a fountain pen and love the expressiveness, but found the nib far too wide for my taste in the end. I'm a part-time student and work in a retail environment, so that's why I use a cheap carry pen. For school, I use a Curatoga for math classes, and the rest are online, so I now use my MacBook Air 13-inch. I love fine, scratchy pens. If a pen is truly slick like a 1.0 ballpoint, I hate it. I apply a fair amount of pressure when writing and use italic cursive and print interchangeably. I think clear demonstrator pens look a little cheaper, but are fine for everyday carry because of that. I prefer a solid fountain pen as my go-to pen when I sit down and purposefully write. I aspire to the vanishing point one day, but that'll be a special occasion when I get it. My wife doesn't get my obsession, (laughs) which actually helps me moderate my wild spending impulses but it means I have to grow my collection slowly and deliberately. Christmas will likely be my next opportunity to stock stock up on things I want. My question to you is this. After getting into the circus system and getting a punch so I can punch my own paper, I have about $55 to get pens or a journal quick capture system. I'm torn between a medium Pele, an extra fine Kaweco Sport, a Levenger pocket briefcase, or Field Notes basic notebooks. At the moment, I'm leaning towards not getting a new journal and filling out a moleskin I have in the field notes plus Coleco. I'm really jonesing for a shiny new pen, but I'm worried about the durability of field notes because my moleskin Kaye's get trashed in my pocket. I'm also open to other suggestions about how to get the best bang for my buck. I'm open to trying the high-tech C or something in the gel rollerball vein, but I really wish for a fountain pen. I know those are some disparate choices. My main dilemma comes from not knowing what I want to do about everyday carry. I would love to hear what you guys carry in your pockets and how you management because between keys, a phone, a notebook, and pen, and a wallet, I have a lot of junk in my pockets. I try to carry a backpack with me most places, but that's not always practical and can come off a little dorky, so I'm worried I won't end up using the Circa enough to justify it. Any suggestions for green ink would be great as well. I currently currently use Pelican Brilliant Black and would like to branch out. I love the show. You guys do awesome work. Please enable me further. One addict to another, Kyle. So <laughs> Thanks, did you get all Kyle. that? What's I your did. answer? 
I haven't got one. <laughs> That's a long email. That Kyle. was why I sent it to you. <laughs> Kyle's got Kyle's got a lot going on here. So Bing Bong. It, we're we're uh, all I need now is the phone to ring and we have the trifecta, right? <laughs> <laughs> so we, we've had R two, we've had the did doorbell. You just, did you so. just throw R two outside and now he's trying to get back in again? <laughs> no, no, but I did. I did turn him on vibrate, and so now if we can just get the phone ring, we've we've got the uh, the pin attic podcast uh, Brad's house trifecta. <laughs> we'll, we'll start. We're gonna ship out bingo cards for you guys for next week. <laughs> All right, Kyle. So there's a, actually a little bit I don't understand. I'm, I'm trying to figure out what he's trying to use the circus system for. And I guess that's really just for school. And that's the circus system's a big investment. So I, I have not used it perf- personally. People who use it swear by it, like our friend Patrick Roan. Um, I would obviously stick with that um, for, for your schoolwork. You, you've invested a lot. I mean, uh, just the punch alone is is quite expensive. So you've got the school Kyle's got the school piece covered and he wants to have now he's got a just a you know $55 to spend and wants something more portable everyday carry style reading his use and and the things he likes I actually would go with one of his options which is the field notes notebook and a Kaweco sport extra fine nib um the Kaweco Extra Fine Nib is one of my favorite fountain pen nibs, bar none. Um, I know, Mike, you, you're not an Extra Fine Nib fan, and I'll, I'll just tell you, this is the most buttery smooth Extra Fine fountain pen nib I've ever used. It it destroys the Lamy Safari. It's it's really, really an elite nib, and if you're looking at the, the Kaweco Sport model, that's like a $22, $25 pen, and you're getting a nib that's just killer. Um, you know, you were worried, Kyle was worried about the, um, the, the clear demonstrator look of the pins, the Kaweco classic sport, they have solid black, solid blue, um, and maybe a solid green, solid burgundy. So you don't have to get a a see-through or demonstrator type, um, about the field notes, you know, wearing out and the durability in your pocket, it's going to be the same as the moleskin. I, I I don't know what to tell you there. There's not a lot of ways around that, especially if you're a back pocket carry. Um, if you're a shirt pocket carry, you'll be fine. Um, front pocket carry might be a little bit rough, but uh, back pocket carry is obviously going to be the, the roughest. Um, what I do is I use the Doan Utility Journal, and they made a leather cover for that utility journal. So it's almost like I carry a thin wallet in my back pocket because I don't I don't carry a I carry a front pocket money clip. Um, like a pimp. So yeah, I'm a player. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where that came from. That is how I roll. That's totally how you roll. <laughs> Actually, I just carry a big fat wad and a rubber band. Yep. Yeah. So, but for my everyday carry, when I leave the house, it's. It's the the dome paper and the the leather cover because I carried it in my back pocket and I mean let's just be honest it, it just wears out in there it's it's really rough you know sitting on it and you know it, it just, those aren't they're durable and that they'll they'll make it but they do end up worse for wear if they're not covered and you're carrying it in your back pocket the pins I usually take with me I have a very short list of everyday carry pins that I take with me when I leave the house. 
and I carry the uh, Kaweco AL Sport fountain pen, which is a little bit, if your budget is 55, that's a little bit out of your budget. It's like 67, I think, or mid-60s. Um, it is a really, really durable pen. I actually like it better for an everyday carry than the than the Lilliput. The Lilliput, uh, I'm afraid I'm going to lose because it's so tiny, the Kaweco Lilliput. Um, but if I'm not carrying the AL Sport and the Dome Paper Notebook, the, the other pen I, w- I carry, it's about, I think only two, two other pens I carry when I leave the house for my notebook. It's a 0.5 millimeter Jetstream, just the basic Jetstream Sport cheap barrel, and the Secura Pigma Micron 03. Um, Kyle uses the 01 and 005. Those are way, way too thin for me, and they are going to wear down super fast like like Kyle's experiencing. Mm. So, Kyle, if you want my recommendation, I go with the Extra Fine Kawiko Sport in the field notes. I haven't used the Levenger Pocket briefcase is, is tempting because I'm a huge index card guy. But the problem that I see not having used it is one side of your paper is always exposed with your pocket briefcase, right? Are you, are you familiar with that pocket briefcase, Mike? Yeah, Pat used to talk about that. Yeah, so it's like a it's like an index card holder that just think of a as a piece of leather that covers your four corners of your index cards, and that's how it holds it in. I, I could see that if you care if you're a front shirt pocket carry, but any pocket carry, you're unless you're flipping over the cards, and that that just seems a little bit of a hassle to me. That's the thing that's kept me off of the uh, the Levenger pocket briefcase. So. I'm a I'm a field notes or in my case stone paper, but a field notes and Kawiko guy. I mean, I, I hope that helps, Kyle. I don't I don't know if we answered your question perfectly, but uh, it was a really awesome email, you know. And uh, as far as green inks, I haven't really gone there. I I can't help you there, but maybe one day we keep threatening to get more into inks, and we keep telling we have uh, some of our 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 friends on Twitter keep telling us not to do it because then they'll have to spend more money on the inks that we're testing out. So. <laughs> it's going to be a few months before I get in any more into ink. So that's pretty much it. I, I we appreciate the email, Kyle. Do you have anything to to add on that, Mike? Or just thank you. And um, yeah. if people, as always, want to get in contact with us, they can do that by going to seventy decibels dot com forward slash contact. Um, they can email Brad directly at thepenaddict at gmail dot com. Um, we're also both on Twitter. I am I Mike. I am Y K E. Brad is Dowdyism. D O W D-Y-I-S-M. Yep, and one more thing. I I want I want to thank people like Kyle and all of our other listeners and readers that are taking the time to that they're putting in the thought and the time that they're putting into these emails and these questions. Um, we re- we really appreciate your comments and the feedback. You know, I was checking the iTunes the other day. You know, we were up to like fifty five star reviews on there, which just boggles my mind. And all the comments are so nice. We we really really appreciate your feedback and and. Uh, and listening and, and reading so we uh, we do appreciate it excellent stuff thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Pen Addict Podcast I'm Mike Hurley and he's Brad Dowdy and until next time bye 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 bye